Last Time I Cried. Brought to you by AIA Vitality. In the new content series for the AFL, we ask some of the game's biggest names one simple question. Tell us, when was the last time you cried? You'll hear the siren and this place will erupt. Look at Alex Johnson. What a journey he's been on. The AFL can be a cruel game. Alex Johnson can vouch for that. During his career, Alex endured six knee reconstructions. In this episode, Alex opens up about the joy of his return against the Pies and then his lowest point a week later when he realised his career was finally over. Alex, when was the last time you cried? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose the, the last time was a bit of a journey. It was, a, it was an eight-day journey, I, I suppose, in, in the, at the end of my footy career or, or what became the end of my, my AFL career to date. Yeah, my journey's been really well documented in terms of the knee injuries and the setbacks and those types of things that I've had. You know, I had 12 operations on my on my left knee before I got the, the news that I was, I was going to get back and actually play AFL. And I think that was probably the, the start of the, the rollercoaster ride of what, what footy means to me. And in, in terms of, you know, people say a long, you know, a week's a long time in footy, but I, I sort of didn't think it was as long as what transpired in August 2018. So yeah, I sort of got back and played a little bit of reserves footy and then to get a call from the head coach of the Swans, John Longmire, to say, come in and let's have a chat. And, you know, it had been a moment that I'd been thinking of for the best part of six years. It had been, you know, what worked out to be 2,136 days since I since I played in the in the 2012 Grand Final as a, as a 20-year-old kid and now, you know, at the age of 26, to be on the verge of potentially fulfilling another dream of, of playing AFL. I'll never forget the moment of, of walking into the match committee room at, at the SCG in the, in the Swans offices. Hello, everyone. Well, we start tonight with a story guaranteed to put a smile on your face. Forgotten Sydney defender Alex Johnson will make a shock return to senior football on Saturday night when the Swans host Collingwood at the SCG. In an incredible story of persistence, the 26-year-old will run out for his first senior game in 2,136 days. Absolutely amazing. He has since undergone five knee reconstructions and countless other surgeries since he first ruptured his ACL in the lead-up to the 2013 season. Uh, I found out this morning at about 9.30, John brought me into the match committee room and, yeah, we just had a bit of a conversation and then came the team and showed me that I was on there. So, yeah, really excited and... Just a whole bunch of emotions since then, really. I told Alex, and within 30 seconds, uh, those green plans were out the window because everyone else in the world knew about it. So, uh, if you know AJ's voice, it's uh, he's got a big booming voice. And uh, be fair to say, by the time he took three steps outside my office, he might as well set a press conference out. Uh, press conference so, we've been through a lot over the journey, but I always had my sights getting back in the AFL and you know, speak to anyone that who's close to me that knows that I wouldn't have given up until that happened. But, yeah, there, there are times that, you know, lying in a hospital bed, having two surgeries in a week and um, more concerned about my health rather than getting back playing footy, you sort of, you start to question whether it actually happened. We just had a sort of just general chat, I suppose, for, for two minutes. I suppose horse was probably trying to build up the suspense. The best part of six years, it's one of those things that's just unbelievable. And, you know, he sort of shed a few tears. He's, you know, probably doesn't too often and... Um, with me and him just sitting in that room. Obviously, what we've been through is my only AFL coach to 
to sort of sit there and share that moment with him was was pretty special. I sort of kept emotions in check until you know I sort of left that room, and then first person I called was was my mother, and um, you know her and dad were together, and yeah, I sat them down and sort of said, you know, this is what's happening. And I think it was a for them it was probably a, something that they thought was a potential, but. You know, as I said, it becomes further and further from what the reality could actually be as the time goes on. Yeah, sitting on the phone there, just in a little dark hallway at the FCG, on the phone to my parents, that's probably the first time I'd sort of let the emotions out, more relief and happy tears, I suppose, of about, you know, what I'd achieved to get to that point. And then it was a matter of sort of, you know, trying to hone all those things and keep emotions in check for the next few days. That was the Wednesday before I... Saturday night game, and yeah, just trying to keep everything in check to be able to go out and, and perform and play footy again. You know, there was sort of, that, that Wednesday, the, the happy tears, it was extremely emotional and just, I was just overwhelmed at the, the support I received and, you know, this sort of point I'd been able to get to. Um, yeah, footy had been everything for me for, for such a long time, from such a young age, so to, to be able to fulfil my second dream, I suppose, of getting back and prove a lot of people wrong was massive for me. And then it was just, yeah, just about going out and business as usual, I suppose. And then after that game, there was plenty of tears as well. We won by two points in a close mates, 100th game and sort of a must-win game for the club as well. You forget how sort of special those things are until you're actually back doing it. And then I sort of realised why I put so much work into it. So much to look forward to here at the SCG Saturday Night Football. We're going to talk a lot about Alex Johnson. And that is Joan and Graham Johnson, front row there. You can imagine the emotion of Matthew Richardson having seen what their son's been through for the last 2,135 days. You can imagine how they're feeling tonight. Yeah, they'd be a little bit nervous, obviously very excited. But, gee, after waiting all this time to see him out there tonight. You'll hear the siren and this place will erupt. Look at Alex Johnson. What a journey he's been on. Alex Johnson, what is that feeling like to re-enter the AFL Oval and have a game like that? Uh, look, it's unbelievable. We knew Collingwood were going to bring a bit and, and they've been playing super footy this year. I've watched a lot of their games and I'm just unbelievably over the moon. I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm wrapped to be back and wrapped to be with this bunch of boys. You've missed the best part of five and a half years of football. The game's changed so much. 63% of players were on a list have moved on. What was it like to step back on? Unbelievable. You know, I've hard I've worked for this. So, yeah, I've spent a lot of time in the dungeon, in the depths of the SCG to get back here, and I'm, I'm just wrapped, absolutely wrapped. We spoke to your mum and dad at halftime. You've got an amazing support network. What does it mean to them? Will there be some tears in the stands at the moment? No doubt. I'm sure mum's crying right now, but um, oh, I'm wrapped right for them. They've, they've worked as hard as me, and they've been on this roller coaster ride as well, so I'm going to go and celebrate with them for sure. Enjoy it, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And then, yeah, what transpired eight days later was, I suppose, eight days of normality for me, you know, being a footballer again and realising I can sort of, hopefully I can sort of build on the second part of my career here and go on and, and have the career that I'd hoped I would have had coming off the back of the 2012 successful premiership season. Game against Melbourne at, at the MCG on a, on a Sunday afternoon, I hadn't played there since that day, so it had you know, been well over 2,000 days at this point. Since I'd been back there, the whole family there, a lot of friends, a lot of support, and yeah, 21, 22 minutes into to what was going to be my second game of hopefully 100 more, turned on the boundary line and 
yeah, just you sort of know straight away I'd never had an issue with my right knee, but knew I'd done some significant damage to it. They came in as underdogs. Hogan missed moments ago. What can he work out here? Oh, no. Almost over the line. In fact, over the line. I'm worried about Alex oh, Johnson. No. He's gone down. Well, you have not. Yeah. Oh, boy. Gee, is that... I don't know whether it was his ankle or his knee, but he knew straight away that he'd done some damage. No, just watch this closely so again. There you go. He just yeah, sort of clips know. the back heel of Hogan there. That is the classic you can't. knee issues. That is oh. the classic knee. Toes caught in the yep. ground. That is a disaster. He knows. He knew straight away. Look at this. The medico was well. Leg going oh. one way and uh, strains it. And I... Yeah, yes. Football should not be allowed to be this cool to one man. Oh, oh. Career has been absolutely savaged by incidents like that, and this doesn't look good. You could just see straight away down here on the bench too, as soon as they realised it was Alex Johnson, the whole Sydney bench got to their feet, just shaking their heads, thinking, surely not. Yep. No sportsman should be dealt the cards. He's been dealt. We just cannot believe, Jimmy, what we are seeing. Well, what's that line we always hear in football? You get what you deserve out of the game. But that, that man hasn't got what he deserves for all his hard work and, and the fight he's given to get back to AFL level. It's the initial feeling, I suppose, is, is shock. I'd never done it on an AFL field. I'd done it in pre-season games and training and things like that. Just the silence, the deafening silence that falls over the MCG and you realise that all eyes are on you. Everyone wants to see a reaction. You sort of, you, you try not to give too much away, I suppose. I knew it was towards the, the end of the first quarter as well. I knew exactly what had happened, career over, knee done, those types of things, all that flashes through your head. You sort of think this will be the last time that I'll be able to be out on the ground where I grew up going, you know. It, it was everywhere, a kid, every footballer that of any age wants to play on the MCG whenever they get the opportunity. and. You know, to only get another 20 minutes was yeah, a really hard pill to swallow, but you sort of sit there. It wasn't until my mum made her way down from her seat and looked over the fence, and it's one of those things that I've looked back on that photo plenty of times now, and it's, yeah, it, it makes me emotional. I've probably seen it 500 times and, and spent a lot of time looking at it, and it makes me emotional every time you see it because I think when you go through things, whatever it is, sickness or injury or it may be a hard time, it hits people around you harder because they actually can't help you. For mum, she'd been my number one supporter throughout childhood and everything and she'd never missed a surgery, had hardly missed any of my games and those types of things. And to see her sitting there or standing there over the fence looking at me, knowing she couldn't do anything again is, is probably hard and that's, I reckon, when I broke down a little bit, but also knew that I, you know, sort of had to keep things in check. Yeah, the amount of cameras these days in footy, you sort of, you don't want to give too much away. And then, yeah, quarter time comes around, you, you go out and you sort of speak to your teammates and try and pretend that, that everything's fine. And and then after you, I, after that, I sort of made my way down to the rooms and in a room, in the medical room that, you know, it was just me and my mum, dad, uh, sister, and we just sort of sat there and, yeah, that's probably when it really hit me that, you know, this, this potentially could be it for me in terms of a career and things like that. And when you're in the sort of depths of the MCG, I suppose that's when you can let your emotions out a bit. And I know you sort of, I've, I've sort of, I've never been too afraid of, of crying, I don't think. And But when you're in 
company such as really close family and things like that and people who have been there the whole time. Yeah, you, you sort of just let it let it all out, I suppose. And that was the, that week was, yeah, probably in terms of those sort of eight, nine, ten days, it, it's, they're probably uh, the, the most I've, I've cried in a short space of time, I think, because of what the highs are and then obviously what the, what the lows are and what you realise that, you know, that's sort of it. Injured swan Alex Johnson is still in Melbourne with his family tonight after the devastating news of his latest ACL injury. The 26-year-old hurt his good right knee after chasing Jesse Hogan to the boundary in the first quarter of the Swans' win over the Demons. He'll likely make a decision on his future in the coming days as he stares down a sixth knee reconstruction, but admittedly the first on his right knee. It was probably a two- or three-day period after that where it's just... you you sort of tend to just give up, I suppose. You, you think not much is really worth it. And there yeah, you go through a lot of lows and there's not much positive that comes out of those things. But you realise sort of the, the flow and effect it has on other people. Have relationships broken down for you as a result? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, it, it sort of was, it spiralled. That sort of ticked us, sent, I suppose, my personal relationship into a downward spiral and that was the, the end of that for at the end of 2018 which is um, a girl I'd been with for a long time and you put a lot of pressure on her because of what I'd been going through for the whole time and then then something like this happens and you just go ultimate self and you sort of got to try and look after yourself. When you see the photo of you and your mum and your mother is looking over the fence at you, you know what's happened. She wants to hold you, hug you. What is it that makes you so emotional when you see it. I just think her being in a position of, of being helpless, I think that photo sums up, you know, probably a mother and son's relationship unbelievably well and metaphorically really, and especially ours. She was, you know, she's never been able to sort of take the pain that I've been going through or, you know, go out and do the hard work or whatever it is. She's always been there, no doubt about it, unwavering support. and. You know, even when I've stuffed up and things like that, she's always been there to, to, you know, it's just been unconditional love and support throughout my whole life, really. But yeah, I think when you, we didn't need to exchange any words, you know, she knew, it was a slight look for a couple of seconds and she knew what had happened. And yeah, you just, you just feel for her, really. Just ultimate helplessness, I suppose. My father's always said, you're only, as, as a father, you're only ever as happy as your unhappiest child. She's been on a big journey with you. I think from the moment I got drafted, I'm, I'm the youngest and moved away from Sydney for, at a, you know, the raw age of 18, I think. You know, I've only found out recently that she sort of used to just take herself off on, on solitary walks and not talk to anyone at different points just because she sort of found it really hard to, to deal with the fact that her youngest was a thousand kilometres away and going through something that as brutal as what an AFL career can be and obviously what mine turned out to be is your sort of worst nightmare, really. Do you ever get emotional now, just by yourself, when you think about what could have been, what happened, and how cruel the game was to you? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You, as I said before, you always try and put things into perspective, and you know, you life's one of those things that you you can only you're running it by yourself, really. If you compare it to other people, you're going to find things that you're unhappy about, and you know, realise that you didn't do well here or there or whatever it may be. I've always tried not to compare myself and I think 
who I am as a person now has stemmed a lot from the journey I've been on for the last six or seven years. But yeah, you, you find yourself every now and then and, you know, I think grand final time is probably a time that I think back and, you know, as a 20-year-old kid with a premiership medallion in my back pocket, I thought, how good is this? I'm going to have three or four of these by the time my career's over and, you know, part of a really good team at Sydney and things could go on to do some really special things and almost create a dynasty. For Malchesky, is that the grand final? Sydney are premiers. What a snap. What a celebration. What a grand final. My favourite and probably least favourite time of the year, every year, it's, I grew up, you know, a massive footy supporter and I still am. I still love the game. I definitely haven't been lost to it. But, yeah, there's you can't help it but get emotional. And obviously when you see 22 guys, you know, achieving the ultimate success, you know you've been there, but you'd sort of, you'd give anything to be back there. And now, not let alone that, just, just be back playing, really. I think probably getting back and playing that one game against Collingwood was the best thing and, you know, maybe the worst thing that ever happened because it gave me the taste. I sort of showed that I could still compete at a level and I thought, you know, I'm sort of back here and then it's it's all sort of ripped from underneath you again. You said you've always cried. Why do you reckon some people are afraid to cry? I suppose it's it's the stigma around it. It's it's not, you know, the manly thing to do to, to cry. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, you know, if something's made me extremely happy, you, you sort of you cry about it or and vice versa. If, if something makes you really sad, you do as well. It's it's one of those things that I don't... A lot of people will pick and choose who they cry in front of as well, but it's a sort of good quality to have. It, you can open up to people and it makes you sort of be raw about what you're actually feeling in terms of an emotional sense. Do you worry about who you cry in front of? Not really. I've, I've, I think there'd be people that don't really know me that well that would, that would have seen me cry from one thing or another, really. Um, so I've never, never sort of been afraid to, to be vulnerable. Through it all, what did you learn about yourself? Probably how stubborn I am. <laughs> I already knew that a little bit from a kid. But um, no, I think just if you want something badly enough, you can do it. It doesn't sort of matter what gets in your way. And I think that's a big thing for me. I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm not too worried about challenges that, that face me now because of what I've been able to get through. And that six years of heartache, would you give any of it back for that game in 20 minutes? Uh, no. No, that, that I've sort of, people sort of say, what's your best footballing memory? And the Collingwood game rivals are going final very, very closely. I mean, you can't imagine, you lost four in a row going to that game. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a bit of trouble. And you kick the last goal Tommy McCartan, off the ground, in a pack, on a Saturday night, free-to-air football, yeah. to win by two. It's like, who's writing this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Good scenes afterwards. Oh, outstanding. Great scenes. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. <laughs> so you give six years for that. Yeah. People give their life of training just for that one moment. Oh, no doubt about it. So... Just an amazingly brutal journey yeah. with a couple of really high points. Yeah, yeah, that's to give you enough taste. Yeah, that's right. To go again. Yeah, no doubt about it. Post that Melbourne game, 
if a club had said stay on, would you have stayed on? To play? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was the initial sort of talks I thought. And then they sort of went another way, which was fine, which I understand completely. You know, it is a business at the end of the day. And if you give six years for a game and a quarter, you know, you're not really getting value for money. Kurt Tippett arrived at Sydney and left Sydney yeah. in between your grand final and that Collingwood match. Yeah. I mean, it's just staggering. How right, it's amazing. So did a lot of people. Thanks for talking. No worries. Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Last Time I Cried, brought to you by AIA Vitality. Really hope you enjoyed it. Just make sure you subscribe to the feed to ensure you don't miss any more great stories.